Hey everybody, welcome back to Small Talk Japan. On this show, we talk about all things Japan in English. My name is Mitch, and I'm here with Alex. We got Hello. a great show for you guys today. We're going to talk about how the yen is so, so, so totally weak. Total, is it? So totally weak versus wow. the dollar. We're going to talk about how Kushida vows to sever his party ties with the Unification Church. The Moonies. Does favorite. he have any ties with them? Well, I mean, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about how Japan is going to, is in talks with Taiwan to make an evacuation plan from for China, uh, Japanese people in Taiwan should China attack. Okay. Which is very specific. Uh, we're going to talk about how, why are Russians buying so many Japanese, used Japanese cars? And we'll also talk about. Uh, we've got Japan simplifying the COVID survey and taking it on like seasonal flu. Uh, tourism restrictions being uh, loosened and people being able to come into Japan. And we totally lied last show, so we're going to have to clarify this show on that one. Yeah, we've got uh, Japan's war on dicks, uh, potentially being a flop. Discs. A discs. discs, sorry. Hatsun. It was the flop that, that got me there. <laughs> uh, Japan and South Korea's relationship, uh, direct flights to Korea, uh, and also the Rak-10 founder having a party with some Ukrainians. And also a, a, a school chime that went off in the middle of the night scaring an entire small town. Roll that intro. Dicks. Yeah. <laughs> so there's like there's like two... Accept- I just couldn't help it. It said floppy dicks. <laughs> you know, floppy dicks. There's like, there's like two accepted spellings for disc. There's D-I-S-C and then D-I-S-C-K, right? What? D-I-S-K, right? D-I-S-K, sorry. D-I-S-K, D-I-S-C, right? Which one is it? Uh, K. Yeah, but you can see both of them all the time. I've never seen it with a C. Google that. Which one's which? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, okay, so I got, let's get to that one first. Compact disc. CD might be C, right? I don't know. I don't know the difference between the two are. I don't know. Who cares? Like, I mean, I'm sure there's a difference, but. So is that what we're going to do first? Yeah, let's do that one first. Because actually, dicks. I have a fun story about that as well. Hold but, on. So while jo- Josh, you got it? So it says D-I-S-C is seen more often in the music industry. Ooh. And also for throwable objects such as frisbees and D I S K disc is for like slop a uh, sloppy floppy disks. Listen to this guy, <laughs> floppy disks, di- disks, dicks, sloppy disks. Yeah, floppy disks. Jesus, guys. There could be a link there somewhere. All right, let's get to that story first. So Japan has created a war a on war. Uh, <laughs> floppy disks. You know, every time a country has a war on a concept, they always win, right? The war on drugs is totally yeah. the most successful war in in human history. Absolutely. Why is it always a war on as well? I don't know. Americans, I think we need to have like war. Yeah. You know, ever since the World War II, we're like, everything has to be a war. Anyway. Anyway, so the J- Japan's digital minister has declared war on floppy dicks, discs. Discs. Decades after the technology became largely obsolete, uh, but it still lives on inside the country's vast bureaucracy. Mm. So uh, Taro Kono, who's the new digital minister. You met him. Yeah, I did meet him once, yeah. He speaks English really well, right? Yeah, he does very well. His Twitter account is hilarious. Yeah. He's like, he does sarcasm and humor just like, like uh, you know, anybody who speaks English, like a native English speaker does. Do you think he's got like some Westerner following him around and he just it hands his phone? Might. I mean, these he's days... Like, Twitter, this. <laughs> uh, these days, Twitter is like everything's PR, right? You have like your PR team tweeting. Oh, yeah. But anyway... Yeah, it might be a good job to do, actually. I mean, he was really good. He was the vaccine czar, right? Yeah, yeah. And he got that shit done. Like, yeah. wherever he goes, he seems to be pretty successful. He oh, was it... actually supposed to be prime minister, but then Kishida just eked out in front of him. I think he'll be prime minister next time. Yeah, yeah I don't really like Kishida, so I hope he is the yeah. prime minister. Well, he's an international type of guy, so that's who we need, really. Yeah, yes, yes, we do. So Kono basically has uh, made it clear his disdain for fax machines and Hanko, the personal seals that people use on documents. Oh, those are so good. I mean, it's so like it's flawless. Like how how in the world could you possibly copy a Hanko? I know, ridiculous. I've never, you know, done that in Photoshop and applied it to a document before. <laughs> That's exactly what we do. We I just promise. like scan our Hanko and put it in in documents and just print them and give them to people. Yeah, once I did it and it was way oversized. Yeah, so it was totally obvious. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> yeah. Wrong. Uh, that didn't go through, to be fair. Um, so apparently, uh, dicks are still completing 1,900 government-related procedures, <laughs> such as submitting applications and other documents. You know, it could be like a form of encryption that nobody can use. Okay, so I got a story. Fun story time. So yesterday, I'm at, I'm out with the Viking. It's his birthday. We go to a, a cyberpunk bar. Right. Is this Cy- a, a techno Viking? Cy- he is a techno Viking, but this is a, it's a cyberpunk made cafe bar. Right. Okay. So think of Cyberpunk 2077, mm-hmm. but like the Wish.com version plus Japanese maids. Right, okay. 
Seriously, that's that. That's where I went yesterday. And the coasters, and I sent this picture to Josh. The coasters were floppy disks. Nice. And I pull it out and I show it to this twenty-one-year-old behind the bar who's like serving us drinks. And I said, "Do you know what this is?" And she goes, "No." <laughs> right. And then I pull the other one over her, like Dai Senpai, who I think is like twenty-four. And I'm like, "Come here, you older one." And I was like, "Do you know what this is?" And then she was like, "Ah, I think it's for. I think it came before like the uh, USB drives or something." She said, "Right, right." And I was like, "You know, when you use a computer and you use software and you have like the the save icon." Yeah. I was like, "It's this." And they go, yeah, it is. I didn't know that. I'm like, yeah, okay. okay I remember, kids. man, installing shit on a PC using like 15 floppy disks, taking them out and pressing space or enter or whatever. Dude, to do. Windows 3.1 came on like 15 disks. Yeah, I remember and then installing if like, it. And then when you were done installing it, you could format them and use them as like normal disks. Yeah. Uh, your English, I don't know if this happened to you, but American Online, they sent you a disc like every two months to like get you onto their service and you mm. could just like format the disc and use it as your own disc for whatever. Wow. Yeah. Those were the days. How many years ago was this? This is like 90s, right? Yeah, this is like 30 years ago. Yeah, but they're still used in the music industry quite a lot apparently. And also, um, what's it called? Actually, they are, you know, secure as well, to be fair. Okay, again. It's offline. They're, they're air-gapped, right? Like, by nature. Yeah. <laughs> so, what can you do about that? But also losable, because people occasionally do lose Yeah, them. that was the story the other the other week. Somebody lost some floppy disks or something. I mean, in, in that regard, a floppy disk is actually quite secure, because who's got a fucking floppy disk? That's drive? what I'm saying. It's you kind of I mean? a form of encryption, because yeah. nobody can open the fucking files. It's like some kind of obelisk from um, An obelisk. You know, the past. Or it's whatever. like when you play a video game, yeah, there's like this ancient alien tech on this planet or something You're like how does it work what it's is mysterious. this yeah 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 it's like when you show a kid these days an old school you know cassette tape with a pencil yeah so like how are these the, two right yeah are you old enough to know the relationship yeah yeah anyway so basically they're going to try and phase these out but to be fair the u.s air force only replaced floppy disks in 2019 which on we their used. nuclear missiles that's correct on their nuclear missiles i wonder if somebody had like drawn in pencil on the label like a mushroom cloud and <laughs> like put you know the big one or some shit like that I don't have know. you ever seen some... like a documentary of like the 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 abandoned missile silos that are in the ground with like the living yeah. areas and everything yeah, 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 yeah. and sometimes people convert them into homes right yeah yeah weird times that is weird it'd be a nice, good nightclub though i guess it'd be a good night they're always out in the middle of fucking nowhere so i'm saying you can do whatever you want <laughs> oh my god Okay, so that's the end of floppy disks then in Japan, I guess. Maybe. All right, let's get to the yen. Yen falls to a fresh 24-year low. So every week I keep saying the same headline. <laughs> yeah. So here we go. So the, the yen uh, fell to 29-something uh, the other day. Twenty uh, one Sorry, 139.28. Uh, and uh, it's the lowest since September of 1998. This sucks, man. I'm trying to buy some like trainers online, like sneakers. <laughs> Like you would say sneakers, obviously. You guys say Nike. That's so dumb. It's yeah. Nike. Well, I don't say anything it about is, those things. Well, what do you? What do you get? I don't know. Um, I'm looking at some funky trainers from uh, Europe. Yeah, but it's just expensive, man. With this stupid yen, dude. Uh, you're didn't one of your kids travel recently abroad? Yeah, I went to England. Yeah, How, well, that was expensive, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So get them to stay with the parents. That's the tip. It's free. Yeah, it's free. Yeah, when I went back to Vegas, I remember like coming back and I spent like ten thousand dollars, and I was like, "What did I spend this money on?" Like it was just like necessities only, and it was just like so expensive. Yeah, well, lucky tourists coming to Japan because it's going to be dirt cheap. Uh, can know. we go to that story next about the easing of the border? Because we have an apology, guys. We have a correction. We're the New York Times, and this is the correction page. Last <laughs> week we said that the country is going to be totally fucking open after September seventh, but the truth of the matter is, we should have had me here to sort it out. Yeah, I should have been. Well, it wasn't your week. Yes. And you were busy doing other things and not returning my messages. No, I was very busy last week. So. <laughs> I know you were busy. Yeah. If I, I don't often ignore you, but yeah. sometimes I do. Okay. Um, okay. So basically the tourism uh, limit that's been in place up until now is going to be increased to 50,000 people. Um, Which, okay. How, so they're like, how are they tracking that? And they're tracking that because... They're tracking that because... You're not actually free to do whatever you want in the country. No, no, no. So from September the 7th, basically, it's going to go from 20,000, the present uh, daily limit, to 50,000. Yep. But you will have to book your travel through a travel agency. Yeah. And you will also have to have a visa as well. Yeah. 
Um, so that means probably going to your embassy or whatever in your own country and filling in a load of forms and going through all that rigmarole. And they have to be, they don't have to be guided tours, but they have to be like package tours. It has to be a package tour. So you have to know where you're going to be. You know, you have to report on where you're going uh, go to go guys. And stuff They're like just, that. The Kishida's government is just so, so stupid. So this is really not ideal. Um, uh, they are edging towards the kind of uh, G7's regulations. But yeah. it's not anywhere close at the and moment. They're, they're, what they're doing is they're boiling the frog. They, they don't want to immediately open up the country and they get backlash from like elderly voters who yeah. go, you're letting in the foreign people. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, at the end of July <laughs> and until the end of July, the, the two months until that period, 8,155 people came to Japan, which is very, very, very low. What, was, what were the number, the goals, uh, the stated goals before the pandemic? It was like, like something tens of millions oh, of yeah, travelers like every year. 30 million, that kind right. of thing, right? Um, so, you know, it's way, way, way uh, off of that. Um, I think most people probably are put off by the visas. The visas and the fact that you have to get a stupid package or nobody wants to be on a tour. Well, actually, I, it depends on who it is. Yeah. So the, the the travel industry is very, very complicated. Yeah. Um, and there are some people who don't want to just do free independent travel. Oh, especially older people who don't want to bother with it or people who are afraid of the language barrier and or things like that. Or incredibly wealthy people who don't want to do anything. That's a different issue. Yeah. You know, or special interest people who want to get access to things that you can't normally do. Um, those kind of tours do exist as well. So it's a complicated thing. I think anybody who's coming to Japan um, and wants to probably get something a bit more bespoke or something like that, it's a good time to deal with the travel agencies. And a lot of my friends working in travel as well have suffered quite a lot through COVID. Um, so it's a good chance to kind of um, get some income uh, here's the, to here's, them as well. Right? Here's the honest truth. You know, if we don't start getting travelers to come into the country, the, a lot of those businesses and our good friends are going to go out of business. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And if they lose their shirt, and I keep saying this, if you decimate the travel industry more than it's being decimated, it has already been decimated. There won't be an industry for you to, to, to revitalize at the end of the day. Well, the problem is that everybody turns to different countries, right? Because, yeah. uh, you, you know, have there, options. there are lots of nice places to visit around the world. Yeah. Um, Japan being one of those being um, i think the best because that's why i live here but yeah, yeah. you know i mean japan's got so much to offer but you know you've got to kind of meet people halfway yeah. and um and understand you know that other countries have already opened up and people are already able to travel to those places too so i think it's you know high time that we we got we got a comment kind of about this alex where they were talking about how well Somebody said on one of the Reddit forums, like, well, I wouldn't want to travel to, you know, Japan if, if the residents are so opposed to opening the, the borders anyways. That's not true, guys. Yeah, um, that's not that, true. That's not true. Polls in Japan are not real. And here's why. The way that most polls work, and this actually happens the same in other countries, is that they'll call your house on your landline. Mm -hmm. And then they'll ask you questions. Yeah, yeah. So that's a, that's what we call a self-selecting demographic. That means that the only people that they're talking to are old people that are at home with free time that have a landline. I don't know. Do you have a landline? Maybe. I don't. I don't know none of I my. Do, I, <laughs> I own two Probably. businesses, and I don't have any landlines. We well, there's no point these days, right? No, everybody has a K-Tai. So basically, any all those people who are responding to polls are like 50 and older mostly senior citizens and most of them have no they don't have jobs anymore they mm -hmm. don't care you know they're like old man yells at cloud level well i just have i had like you know friends take people into regional japan on inbound trips and things like yeah. that since you know the borders have started to open up and they've had no negative reaction whatsoever it's incredibly you know? positive people yeah. are like please come into my shop yeah you know, so don't guys, you see those polls, you see that, that inf that's bullshit information. Don't believe any of that. Mm -hmm. The average Japanese citizen would be absolutely ecstatic, especially if they're in a, 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 anywhere that gets touched by tourism. They'll be extremely happy to have your patronage. And Japanese people are some of the most friendly, warm hearted, kindest like people in the world. And a big thing about Japan, and I'm going to shit a little bit on Europe. A bit, big thing about Japan is you don't have to worry about getting scammed when you come here, unless mm -hmm. you're in like Roppongi or some places in Tokyo, aside from those little pockets, basically you can come here and you can it's, we call it Heiwa Bokeh. You can basically turn off your brain. You'll be completely fine. I mean, like, I, I think I told the story on the other show how I got drunk in a foreign city to me in Japan and some guy gave me a lift to my hotel room. Right, yeah. Completely yeah. not murdered. Yeah, those kind of things happen, right? <laughs> no, I um, often just leave my car running outside the convenience store if I'm just dropping in. If you did that in England, it'd be gone, mate. You know what I mean? I put my bike, I go to the, the grocery store. I just like leave my bike in front of it, unlocked. It's not a cheap bike and I just come back to it. It's always there. I might start just like throwing cash on the floor <laughs> and just seeing what happens. How far can Pushing you take this? How far can you push it? You know what I mean? One of our friends, Jack. Uh, I might get a t-shirt with my credit card number. Oh my God. 
just say you know help yourself it's got your what is it called your security what's it uh, called CVC. The, yeah, the, yeah right right here as well yeah it's like walk around yeah uh one of my one of my friends i don't know if you know this guy jack he used to leave his car at the ferry port with the keys ignition and the doors unlocked for entire weeks at a time right, right right and like no one ever stole his car mind the, you if it was a piece of shit you wouldn't would you? <laughs> it wasn't a piece of shit but this is also the guy that tried to go across kinko bay like Kinko Bay is like a, is like a, it's, it's a peninsula. So it's a pair of pants. A congressman looks like a pair of pants. And at the bottom of the feet is like farther. There's the gap. Uh, the ocean gap is farther. And he tried to like go across from like Sata to Ibuski on a jet ski. Right. Got stuck halfway because he ran out of gas. Because of course he did. Because it's fucking miles. Right, right. And he had to get rescued by the Coast Guard. No way. This is in like, this is after arriving, six months after arriving, he did this shit. And they're like, you need a license. He's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. Jesus Christ. Uh, you can't get away with that shit anymore. They, they're on to the foreign people now. They're like, no, no, no. We, we get your shit now. Well, there's a lot of people on jet skis recently. Though. You see them all the time in the Bay. Oh, it's super fun. Yeah. It's super fun. Someone's going to have a terrible accident with that, I can no, tell you. No, they already did, and that's why you needed license. Okay, before, if you had any boating license, you could jet ski. Actually, before that, you didn't even need any license to jet ski, but then there was a terrible accident, so then you needed to get a boating license, and then there was another terrible accident, and they're like, no, you need to get a jet ski-specific license. See, what I would imagine that would happen is they would have a terrible accident, and some would put a sign at the beach saying, please, <laughs> please do not have an accident. <laughs> please do not have terrible accidents. Yeah. And that's the solution then. The, the beach yeah. is not responsible for yeah. your terrible we, we accidents. We are not responsible for your accidents. Anyway, I've got one more related to this. Actually. Okay. okay. So Japan looks to simplify COVID survey and deal with it like seasonal flu. Yeah. So they're considering downgrading the virus uh, to a kind of seasonal flu type level uh, in a trial possibly starting in mid-September. The government is going to select some medical institutions and ask them to report the number of infections regularly. Um, and shift down from reporting on all individuals infected. Yeah. So this is just going to target elderly people and those r at risk of severe symptoms. So it's a positive step, you know. Um, yeah. Reporting every single case is something that every other country stopped doing a long time ago, ages ago. And that's why so. what we talked about this last show. And the the one big change of the inbound tourism thing is they dropped the PCR test. Yeah. And that's a huge thing because we talked about this last week. But you, there's a lot of countries don't offer PCR tests anymore because they're just like fucking deal with it. Oh God, yeah, I know. <laughs> Like my wife had to get back from England yeah. and finding a PCR test in the UK it was impossible, like right? Flight, it was a right nightmare. Yeah. yeah. So and it can't just be any PCR test. It can't just be like a rapid antigen test. It has to be like a Japan approved PCR yeah, yeah, test. Yeah. So she found a Chinese company to do it in the end. Really? The irony. The yeah. irony. <laughs> but well, no, a lot of the the original like testing and all that stuff came from China because they they had to deal with it first. Yeah, that's true. So you know, anyway. Yeah. So um, yeah. Good news. Uh, here, we're, let's go from COVID to our favorite uh, topic, the Moonies. Uh, Japanese Prime Minister Kishida vows to sever his party ties with Unification Church. Prime Minister Min, uh, Prime Minister Fumio Kishida said Wednesday that the, his Liberal Democratic Party... I never mem remember the, the English names of it because one's like the Liberal Democratic Party, yeah. the other's like the Democrat Liberal Party or something. Yeah. No, I, I get them confused all the time. Jiminto and what's it called? I've forgotten. The yeah, I, I, Jiminto is the only one that we ever care about. Uh, will require lawmakers to sever the ties with uh, Unification Church. Blah blah. blah. Yeah. He apologized for the LDP facing doubts and questions after a number of its lawmakers were revealed to have had links uh, with a religious group, uh, with some of them publicly acknowledging receiving its support in past elections. Followers of the church, now formally called the Family Federation for World Peace, that doesn't sound creepy at all I know, yeah <laughs> um uh and unification that's sorry there's more words uh have been convicted in, convicted in japan in connection with money illegally obtained from people through the use of threats that church is mental man the way that they get used to buy like a bible that costs like thousands you know, thousands and thousands of dollars the, i mean one reddit comment on that story was would do we consider this is going to be super controversial this is not my opinion but it was just a comment i'm going to repeat it he said w wouldn't you consider this like the one of the most successful uh, assassinations of modern times because the dude set out on that goal and he's getting exactly that goal and it's just crazy that this is all happening yeah it's so weird i don't i abhor violence don't do anything violent don't do anything violent but i, I read that comment i was just like that's such a crazy time that we live in that this is just happening yeah no it's very strange like yeah. even if it would happen i think that in other countries it would probably happen on the hush hush 
Like yeah. If they were severing yeah. ties and everything, doing what the what the what the terrorists wanted, they would do it on the hush hush. But they're doing it so publicly, it's weird. Well, I think the fact that it's tied into Korea is a huge motivational um, segment because it's it's like historically a, a fraught relationship, yeah. a difficult relationship. You and know? there's also the extra layer that this is kind of like a Christian cult as well. So it's yeah. all these different weird layers to it. Yeah. Why are there so many Christians in Korea anyway? I don't know. I was I didn't know about that until I was hanging out with my my Korean friend, and she's like, "Oh yeah, we're all Christian." And I was like, "Really? You lot did that, America? You surely. lot did that? Yeah, they're all you know who who right? did it first? You guys, no. the English? Fuck it, it wasn't us. It was someone in the Middle East. No, no, no. Yeah, okay, that's where it originally came Some from. Some right? chap called Jesus. <laughs> yes, Cristo, as they say in Japanese. Yes, Cristo. Uh, but yeah, sounds okay. like a football player. It sounds like a football player. But anyway, yeah. So, but okay. So, it obviously, started yeah, right in the cradle of humanity or wherever, wherever in that area, and yeah. then it creeped over and got to the Romans, then got to you guys. Right. You guys have the official Church of England. Yeah, it's all right, though. It's, it's all right. No, it's kind of like a bit. Um, what do you call it? it? It's not all flashy like Catholicism. Yeah. It's kind of a bit more boring. Yeah. So it's very British. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Oh shit! The cross-dressing uh, Eddie, Izzard. Eddie, Izzard, Eddie Izzard has a bit on it in right. one of his stand-ups, and it's hilarious. I was watching Stephen Fry the other day talking oh, about church. Him. So Stephen Fry almost became a vicar. What? So he went all the way through the procedure, and he met the bishop of yeah. the region that he was like, you know, interested in joining the church in or the, whatever. The large gay man. Yeah, and he was like, I like the music, I like the architecture, the art, uh, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And then he got to the, meet this uh, bishop guy, and yeah. right at the end of the interview thing, he was going, yeah. um... One small issue. I don't actually believe in God. <laughs> so he was like, wait a minute, you got all the way through this procedure and nobody <sighs> asked you if you believed in God. And he was like, oh, no, I didn't think it was relevant. I didn't <laughs> yeah. think it was relevant. It just seemed like a cultural experience. Yeah. He, uh, uh, he has this great interview where somebody asked him, like a BBC reporter or something asked him about God. Right. And he's like, do you not believe in God? His res- I don't want to say because it, it was actually quite stingy, mm-hmm. but his, res- his response was very, very intelligent. He is a very smart man. Yes, yes. Yeah, really Certainly. do like He's him. British, like me. There's a lot of idiot British people. I watch them on Reddit all the time. And I did. I know that this is how I know that you guys get drunk as fuck and then you guys go to kebab shops. This is why I have to drink so much. <laughs> to keep up. To keep down. <laughs> to keep down. To, to, I'm sorry. To Yeah. <laughs> sorry. So, sounds elitist. Go, go to your... It is elitist. Um, so J- Japanese and South Koreans are seeing each other more favorably, a poll shows. Hurrah. Yeah. Uh, Japanese who have unfavorable feelings about South Korea stood at 40.3%, <clears throat> down 8.5 percentage points. While Koreans, South Koreans that is, yeah. who hold a negative impression of Japan, came to 52.8%, down 10.4%, uh, according to a poll conducted by non-profit organization Genrong MPO. Whoever they are. Who knows who they are. But it makes sense because K-pop is like infiltrating the fuck out of Japanese pop culture. So Japanese people, basically like 60% of them like Korea. Yeah. And about 48% of Koreans like Japan. So it seems a bit unfair. Well, because again, Korea is exporting their pop culture around the world. Yeah. And little Japanese girls and boys are like, I want to be a K-pop star when I grow up. I mean, like, look at uh, what's it called? Biju. Biju is basically essentially a Japanese girl uh, group that was produced by a Korean producer. I don't know who that is. Well, and, they, and they shoot their music videos in Korea in exactly the same style that the K-pop produces their are music Are they actually videos. good at dancing They're and singing? They're fucking really good. Are they? And they have a mixed uh, race cast, just like all the other K-pop groups. So they put like a Chinese person in there or whatever, so they can appeal to all the different countries. Right, I see. And then they just tour the fuck out of Asia and make millions. You see, the Japanese pop groups like can't sing or dance. That's Can, their major downfall yeah, the, within the, the, the music industry. The, the two things that they're supposed to do, they can't do. And yeah. on top of that, they don't make use of YouTube. Yes. Yeah, One yeah. of the first major uh, groups in Japan to make use of YouTube was One OK Rock. And it's because Taka, the lead singer, used to be Janizu, the boy brand, band shit quit that said fuck you guys got tattooed became a rock star and they put all their their songs on youtube and they they blew the fuck up all over the world come on i have to do that <laughs> give it a try you know your son is he good at like playing a guitar or singing or anything? No, he got him guitar lessons but he just like stopped doing it because he could be a rock star he's got the the look that could be a rock star i don't know if he's got the character but he's got the uh, well <laughs> he can develop that surely can develop it get him classes so how can we get more korean people to like japan that's the question 
Um, that's yeah. Because I, I, I like kimchi. I like what else have they got? I don't know. I like all their food. What is Samsung. It? I love <laughs> Samsung, LG. They make great shit. Samsung makes some of the best computer components there are. Um, and K-pop idols are great. Not they're all in, hot. Not really into K-pop, but K-drama is fun. If you ever watch one, you've watched them oh all. My but they're God. great. Oh no. come on, Squid Games. Squid Game is good. Right, I, that was enjoyable. I didn't like any of the other things that they did. What was it? The other one, the uh, uh, the movies are right. Yeah, the movie, the one about where everybody they can they can't smell each other because they're stinky or whatever it is called. Oh, um, uh, uh, Parasite. Parasite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Josh was reaching for the mic then like, to I save us. It. It's like my. I'm going to save you, but sorry. <laughs> um, I think that what, what Japan can do to make their image better with the, especially other neighboring Asian countries, one is make a unification against China because we really need to con- contain the China problem. And two, they should spend government money because they don't have a problem spending government money on shit that they don't need. They should spend government money on soft power initiatives like producing music and movies and exporting that to other countries. That's what Korea does. It's part of their defense budget to, to to fund the companies that produce the K-pop stuff. Is it now? Yeah. Interesting. And it makes sense to do that. Actually, another story here about Korea, just because it's the last one, but Peach is going to restart introducing Seoul flights from Tokyo and Osaka. From Incheon Airport, the hub. Yeah. It's great. Incheon's good, actually. It's very quick. Very good. Yeah. Quick. Best airport in the fucking world, in my opinion. I don't know if it's the best in the world. They give you, dude, if you get a layover, okay, yeah. if, from three, four, six, 12 hours, they have lines that you line up in and they just pick your tour and you go on a tour for free. A free tour? Free tour and they're high quality tours. Of the airport? No, 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 no. Like I went, I, I went on a tour of a, of a mine. It sounds stupid, but they, 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 they revitalized the interior of this mine, this World War II era mine where the Japanese enslaved the, the Koreans and made them mine shit for them. I'm serious. I'm totally serious. This is this is the history. But then the Koreans took it, turned it into this like experience. There's like a, a highbrow wine cellar in there. All right. There's like a, a like a disco club. There's all this shit in there. They completely like turn it around. I mean, it's still a historical place where you can go and see this kind of stuff, but it's still also like they've made it into a positive thing. And they would bus you out there. You go and spend a couple hours in their tour around, learn some history and then you know buy some shit and go back to the airport that is so much better than having a bunch of fucking sleepy tourists trying to sleep on chairs in an airport true get them out in the economy and have spending spend money, money right right yeah. it makes total sense it's very smart i'll try that next time i go there that's big brain shit korea flights are dirt cheap as well 5680 m with no fuel surcharge that is cheap that's one way from Incheon to japan and then back the other way so if I was coming to Asia, for example, from, you know, a Western country, whatever, I would probably do it via Hong Kong or Seoul. I would say, yeah, Incheon. 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 Yeah, for sure. Have a night there. Yeah. Acclimatize. You can see two cultures. Yeah. You know, fly directly to Kagoshima, spend all your money with me. If, um, if, we're, good. if we're talking about <laughs> Western travelers, if you're coming from North America or from uh, Europe, definitely I'd, I'd, I'd do some... Some hub in Asia first, or or do Japan and then go to a hub on the way home. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I would definitely do a secondary Asian country just for a day or two, just to see the difference. See, like big repeaters to Japan from Hong Kong and Taiwan. These people who travel here like 20, 30 times, many, many times. I'm talking about. They always use different airports to come in and out of the country. Yeah. Because they know the best routes. Yeah. So they'll fly in. For example, if they're just doing Kyushu. They'll go into Fukuoka, travel around, fly out through Miyazaki. Yeah. Something like that. What all Western people do is, because of the airlines, you know, primarily, is fly into Tokyo, into Haneda or um, the other one. Narita, the place <laughs> that we will not talk about because fuck you, Narita. Yeah. And um, travel around Japan and then go all the way back again. And then the worst one, the worst one is they'll fly into to Tokyo. They'll get the JR pass. They'll Shinkansen all the way down to Kyushu mm-hmm. in the, over the course of like four or five days. And then on one day, they'll take the morning <coughs> Shinkansen all the way from Kyushu all the way up to Tokyo, which is like, what, 11 hours? Right, right, right. Which is not fun. And then they get in an airport and then they get on an airplane and go, oh, that's, that's hell. Don't do that. Why don't you just go out through an Asian hub, have a night in another country? You know, that's, that's what you do. Treat yourself. I don't know. You got. I don't know if it's smart to use like Expedia.com and shit like that because these days a lot of those sites will use third-party companies that buy up like seats on other companies and like mm. so instead of d- buying directly from the airport uh, airline, you're you're buying from this third party and all of your guarantees and everything are gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I almost exclusively book directly from airlines. I do that as well now. Mm. So I would be smart about that, guys. I mean, there are a lot of tricks as well. There are a lot, a lot of, of travel industry tricks and stuff. One, go to incognito mode. 
to use a VPN to, you know, because they they know where you are in the world and the pricing on the, their website will change. Mm. You so, can get some good price if you've got uh, Kabunushi as well for Anna and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's people living in Japan. And yeah, travel industry as well. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot of, tra- did you hear, I forget, I think it was American Airlines or something like that. They sold like a, like a Nodi Holde, like you can, you can ride airplanes for life mm-hmm. ticket, like for a million dollars, something like 20 or 30 years ago. And it's like right. the biggest loss that they've ever taken because <laughs> people use them all the fucking time. Yeah. It's like uh, my mates coming over to Japan and finding out about Nomi Holde. It's like, you know. Whenever big ass rugby player size European Western people come here and they're like, I can drink whatever I want as much as I want for yeah. two hours. So no, what's the real limit? And you're like, no, yeah. you can't. And then, then when those giant fucking people get drunk, all the, it's like, what do you do with them? You know, they're so big. You're just like, what? Stop, stop. You can't, you can't contain them. We've had that once in Tokyo, haven't we? When, uh, it oh, we've had that several times. Turned into Team America. No, it gets bad sometimes when they get really, really drunk. Because, you know, most Westerners aren't used to that level of getting drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then they get that drunk and it's just like out of control. Anyway, speaking of, uh, there's no segue for this. Uh, Japan, <laughs> Japan, Taiwan to begin talks on evacuation plans amid China threats. So basically, there's no formal like major ties between Japan and Taiwan. And then since the threat of uh, China attacking Taiwan is growing and it becoming crazier, because here we go. In the wake of Pelosi's visit, Beijing carry out, carried out large-scale military drills in areas encircling Taiwan. And we put this graphic in a show like four weeks ago. It's basically like the little island of Taiwan and everything around it was a military <laughs> drill. It was so 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 stupid uh, and in retaliation for uh, attempts by Washington and the island to bolster their cooperation in the security and economic fields um, screw you Winnie the Pooh um, and so Japan is trying to make a, uh, a evacuation plan with Taiwan should there be an attack uh, to try to get all the Japanese citizens out of Taiwan quickly which makes sense but also kind of sad that we live in this world now because mm. I, you know, the, you know, the Taiwanese people—if you ever get a chance to go to Taiwan, please do. They're 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 really great people, and they have a rich culture. And you know, I mean, hell, San uh, Tochiro, what's it called? Uh, Spirited Away. That whole movie was inspired by an area in Taiwan. Right, right. So you know, it's like. I just hate that, you know, and like, if you look with all the troubles and everything that happened in Hong Kong after China, you know, China kind of, you know, started enforcing their power there. I just, I hate this Mm -hmm. really do. I hate this. So, you know, I don't know how this is going to play out, but I hope it doesn't go to war. Well, who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, people don't, you don't really expect things like that to happen. And then I would have told you, you I would have told you Ukraine would have never happened. If you would have asked me before it happened, I'd be like, no way. Yeah. 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 But people think things aren't going to happen. That's the problem. Right. And they always inevitably do. I mean, I, so. you're, you're, you're a student of history as well. I mean, like the lead up to world war two, the people, the attitudes in Europe were like, no. Yeah. And even <laughs> when it started as well, everyone's like, so it's going to be over by Christmas. You yeah. know, it's like all that kind of thing. And you know, same world war one as well. Nobody expects it to go on. But Ukraine could last years, man. No, you know? it's it's like a war of attrition at this point. Basically, I think it's going to last until some some individual is no longer with us. Yeah. So once Putin's out of the picture, I think then maybe the war will come to an end. Yeah. That's, well. that's it. Uh, speaking of Russia, uh, <laughs> this is this is kind of funny. Okay, so this there was a there was a news article headline about eight years ago. Why do terrorists all drive uh, Japanese Toyota trucks? Right. White ones. <laughs> White ones. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the long and short of that, there's a very long uh, article, but basically the, the answer is, is because a lot of uh, third world countries or poor countries buy used cars from Japan. I know somebody who does that as a business. Because J- Japanese cars have this thing called shakyen, <clears throat> which requires you to maintain your car over time, and that becomes progressively more expensive, and so it just, and this is by design, so it pushes Japanese citizens to, or people living in Japan, to buy new cars like every four years or every, you know, so, so many years. And so you keep getting these well-maintained, uh, low mileage, uh, 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 what are they called? Uh, like not very old cars on the used market and no one in Japan wants to buy them. Mm. So they export them abroad. Yeah. To all these, you know, p- poorer countries or, or I'd say lower in GDP c- countries. And so if you're in the Middle East, and you know you need a, a, a car to get you around you're going to buy a truck right and a lot of businesses in japan use toyota trucks mm-hmm. and that's why they're white right and that's why that's the whole pipe okay from the beginning to the end why terrorists have trucks anyways and so it's the same thing and uh because of that 
the whole thing the sanctions on russia J- japan like craftily didn't put in used cars as a thing that they can't export to them anymore right and so they're still selling their used cars to the russians is that right that's right so wow. we're still doing it sneaky sneaky but you know it is it is a huge market it's a huge market you say you, can, you know a person doing that yeah, yeah, not, yeah, not necessarily to Russia, but you not know. to Russia, I don't believe, but yeah, to African countries. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. huge. It's huge. I mean, they're good fucking cars. They're good. If, like we said, we talked about this before. If you buy a car, you want to buy a Japanese car or a German car, or a Tesla, or something else. I don't know. What. You wouldn't want to buy a Mini. I don't know much about cars. Minis are German anyway now. Are they? I'm sure they're made by some German company or something. Are you out of stories? I know nothing about cars. Uh, now I've got loads. Okay, let's go. So Rack 10 founder embroiled oh, in scandal <laughs> as investors pile on pressure. So the founder of Rack 10, which is Japan's largest, uh, biggest e-commerce site, uh, is having a tough summer. Um, his recently <laughs> yes. launched mobile business is bleeding cash. Shareholders are questioning his investment acumen. Uh, and the market is sending ominous signals about the planned listing of the company's online bank. So there's five seconds of video that have got him into hot water. Uh, on August 21st, Mikitani got into trouble because he was dancing in a club, um, wearing his trademark black t-shirt surrounded by young women and pouring Dom Perignon champagne into the mouth of a party goer. And these are supposedly Ukrainian refugees working like night jobs or something. Like this is like the Twitter back and forth that happened. Who, who says the Ukrainian? Uh, a parliamentary, a parliamentarian said like at Mark, uh, M. Shacho is what it, she wrote, right. like he wrote, uh, saying like, you know, you're partying with Ukrainians, blah, blah, blah. And then he wrote something like, you know, why are you poo-pooing this? Like they, they like fled a war, let them have fun or something like that. It was like kind of like the, the Twitter back and forth between these two. Right. And then this is the, the, the video that surfaces after that. And it's just like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's hard to care, really. I'm like, have all the fun you want, Mr. President, Rack 10 guy, just as long as you're doing your job. I mean, it's a bit distasteful drinking Dom Perignon out of the bottle, to be honest with you. But... <laughs> that's where you call... That's where you draw the line. Yeah, that's a bit... Side, little personal note, for Alex's uh, 40... How old are you now? 33? 43. 43rd uh, birthday, myself and Josh gave him uh, two craft beers and two wine glasses. So I don't get the connection here. <laughs> with, with a note saying, I hear that old men like to drink beer out of wine glasses when they get older. So I don't know where you got that from, but thank you for both. And you were like... I drank you. wine out of the wine glasses. Well, oh, that's what that, I, I figured that you would eventually do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, if you are going to drink champagne, let's do it properly, please. What do you think about champagne towers that they always do in Japan? What's that? Champagne towers. Oh, the glasses all stacked glasses up. Glasses and they I pour just, it in the top. It's kind of annoying. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's all wet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, it's very impressive, but, you know, I don't, don't really care. Please stop doing that. Just give me the alcohol. <laughs> yeah, I always go to these things, like, and they tend to run out of booze really quickly. Yeah. So, like, they're handing out champagne at the start. You think, oh, that's nice. Yeah, a bit of champagne, great. And then you go around and try and get another one and nowhere to be fucking found, is it? You know, typical. I don't like those kind of events, like, you know, where you don't have a, a access to an open bar and you have to, like, find the waitress or waiter or something like that. I just tend not to drink because it just frustrates me. Right, right. I'll get like a non-alcoholic beverage and then go to a bar afterwards. Otherwise, you're walking around with an empty glass. Looking, oh, yeah, that also sucks. Looking like a twat. You're like, what can, can you somebody say? fill me up? Anyway. Yeah. I, I did one actually. Oh, I can't really talk about it. Okay. There's so many things that you Skip can't that. really talk about. Skip it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I've got another story about a Japanese convenience store, obviously, opening in the countryside. Um, I haven't read this, so it's news to me as well. Just Josh put up the pictures. It's, it's not really, the article's kind of stupid. Just the pictures. So there's a new 7-Eleven. Where? Where is it? Kumamoto, right? Minamiyaso. Yeah. Oh, actually, I'm going there soon, so I might have a look at it. <laughs> this guy. Um, Don't know where it is. I haven't read it. Oh, I'm going there. <laughs> yeah. On the way back from somewhere else, admittedly. So mm. 7-Eleven might be quite useful. So they've opened a new convenience store, and it's quite unique in what way? Well, because they, first of all, it like they, it, it, they, oh, they like had a grand opening for all the locals to come because it's like this middle of nowhere place, right, right. And they have all these like kind of like local stuff that they have that they that they sell, right. Like this, whatever this is, and oh. then they also have this really cool rest area with a well that they drilled into the into the groundwater. Oh, you got free water. So Japanese people all over the country have these. There's this relationship with Japanese and water. 
And if you've ever, like, if you watch Spirited Away, you'll see it in that movie. Like onsen culture, river gods, uh, drinking natural spring water, you know, uh, you know, being surrounded by the ocean. There's like this spiritual connection between Japanese people and water. Mm-hmm. And so Japanese people have all these natural drinking collection spots throughout the country. Yeah. Where you'll see, especially older people, bring just like, like bottles and bottles and bottles to come fill up at the river. Mm-hmm. And you can actually see some of this kind of like this mentality in Japanese video games. But anyways, and so that place has an aquifer that has known for it's like incredibly beautiful water or something like that. And so you can get that now at the 7-Eleven. Well, it's a volcanic region, isn't it? So yeah. it's going to be filtered. I mean, what I drink on the show all the time, this, this water... This is this is called Zaiho and it is from the volcanic aquifer on Sakurajima. It's like this it's like all volcanically filtered water. Hopefully it's not radioactive. I'm kidding, it's not. It's but it's really good. And I drink basically this exclusively. I get I get I get thirty six bottles of these every month. This is uh, a paid a sponsored sponsored segment. It's not really. I don't know why he's banging on I about keep, this. I, get, I keep trying to get Zaiho to sponsor some of our content. Well we've dude. already like promoted seven eleven. Which, probably, which is, I think, majority shareholded by Japan now. I think that's also... Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Jap- a Japanese, mostly We should probably Japanese say Japanese. something bad about them as well for balance. Well, let's see. I don't know. I love 7-Eleven. Oh, no. Pick up your chicken game. Okay, Fami Chicken is so good. If you guys had a Fami Chicken level chicken, fried chicken offering... I would never, ever go to Family Mart. I've never had convenience store fried chicken. What is wrong with you? I, I've also never eaten, what's it called? That fast food donburi that everybody talks about. Yoshinoya. Oh, Yoshinoya. Have you had skia? No. Uh, I've never, I've had Yoshinoya a long ass time ago, but anyway, whatever. I only dine on fine food. Okay. I don't really. And 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 champagne. Yeah, champagne. Not from the bottle. Champagne from the glass. <laughs> How many stories you got? One. Okay, go, uh, go to that because I, I got ending stories. All right. <clears throat> Japanese town that spent 25 million yen in COVID money. What is that in, in US dollars? Like $200,000? That's probably like $300,000. No, because the oh, dollars. Sorry, sorry $200,000. $200,000, yeah. yeah. $200,000. Yeah. Josh, that just did the. Have you seen Dune, the movie? I haven't, but they aired it on TV the other day here. You know, did they? Yeah. Really? I'm BS. Sorry, I'm BS. That's like Mentat style eyes going like. He was calculating. Anyway, if you've not seen it, don't worry. I, I tried to read the book. Have you read the book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to I tried to listen to the book and like seriously, like an hour in, I was like, what am I what is what's going on? So the book, right, Frank Herbert was a journalist. So his writing style is kind of uh, uh, some people find it a bit inaccessible. Okay. But I mean I read him when I was a kid. I can't remember a lot of the detail. I mean, like I just remember like an hour into the audiobook, I'm like, I have no idea any of these words that you're saying or what's going on. Yeah, it gets weirder as it goes along. It gets weirder. Yeah, yeah. If you read like Children of Dune and that, it's just mental. Should but, I just read, yeah. watch the movie instead? If you want. I like the movie. The movie was good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like, what's it called? Lord of the Rings, the TV show. I watched it yesterday, but I was drinking heavily while oh, I was Oh, you mean it. the new Amazon one? Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the Critical Drinkers, like, pre, re, not review, but preview of it? No. Uh, you should just watch his channel. He's already got. That's great. Because it seemed like it would be quite good, but about 30 minutes in, I was shit-faced and couldn't remember what had happened oh, at the that's start. You. Well, so. The main backlash behind that show is that they basically threw out everything that Tolkien made and they just added a bunch of stuff to it. Woke stuff. Yeah. It's all woke stuff. Is it all woke? So, Supposedly. Like, I haven't seen it yet. Like I mean, like, I, I haven't seen it, so I don't really care either way, but I've read things online. Like It doesn't make sense because a lot of the elves and stuff like that are of like various colors very yeah they, they tried to like yeah. make it a non euro not only european cast but right. it doesn't make sense because in like the third age of uh the lord of the rings universe all the elves are white so it's like what happened to all the other yeah races then again like they're taking uh creative liberty with it and stuff like that i don't give a fuck about but what i think the show is probably going to do is exactly what the current uh, uh phase of marvel is doing is that they're just shitting on their previous characters to knock them down to make their current crew yeah, a yeah. mostly female cast look cool yeah, yeah yeah and i don't like that no no i don't either like the she hulk movie it's like dude bill banner or whatever his name is he's like bruce banner bruce, bruce banner you know he's like this genius like incredible person 
universe of that. He used to be scary in the in the in the universe, and now he's like this cute sidekick to this really interesting woman. Yeah, yeah. like in the first Avengers movie, he stopped that like giant flying beast with a single punch. Right, and then in She Hulk, he gets hit by a car and he f- flies to the side. Like ah, it's like oh, wreck my character so the girl looks cool. It's like okay, yeah. I don't know. I mean, no, I don't know what's happened to that. I mean, I stopped watching Marvel movies. I actually canceled Disney Plus as well because I thought, fuck them, you know. But there's not a lot on there for me anymore either. I mean, the Stars stuff is good. It's the like what? it's like they're the other stuff that they bought from like Warner Brothers or whatever, the okay, non-Disney okay. brand and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I don't know, dude. This was the same thing that happened with like Picard, the TV show. Oh my god, there's two seasons of that out. That is a fucking that's a dumpster fire. It's awful. I mean, I wish they would just like make new stuff cool without Shitting destroying on the, old. the old stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, so you can make a new character and a new universe where all the women are stronger than the men, but you don't have to take everybody else's existing characters and turn them into total fucking pussies. Especially you know I mean? since all like current movies and <clears throat> TV shows make like the the okay for if you look at uh, Star Wars for example, right? You've got like she Jesus, right? And she's like instantly the most powerful most knowledgeable character from the <laughs> very beginning yeah yeah, yeah. and it's just like okay yeah, yeah, she wasn't trained at all wasn't trained at all <laughs> but she's just perfect from the beginning yeah it's like okay this is gonna be fun what's jj abrams fucking doing man and then and then what do they do out. in the second episode or the the second movie of the, the the last three right they're like oh let's get luke out and shit all over his character make yeah. him look like a fucking idiot yeah, yeah. and then now, now she jesus looks amazing and that's why everybody just like stopped watching after that they're just <laughs> like fuck it <laughs> You don't need to shit on old heroes to make your new she Jesus is, you know, awesome. There's nothing wrong. Strong female characters don't also have to be physically strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are so many historical strong female characters out there that, like, are amazing characters that aren't necessarily, like, beating up, like, guys that are six times their size. You don't need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a different kind of strength, right? You know. Yeah, yeah. You don't always have, and then also, there's a lot of strong male characters that aren't physically strong. Uh, here's one: uh, Doctor House, okay, House MD. Mm-hmm. He is a man who's literally physically weak because he mm-hmm. has a, a handicap, but he's one of the strongest, most like difficult to understand characters in, in in modern TV history. And I love that show. Yeah. You don't have to be physically strong to be a strong character. Like, anyway. Yeah, Disney. Okay. The woke this this woke generation is gonna like we're gonna look back <laughs> on this stuff and be like, what did we do? Well, anyway, a Japanese town <laughs> spent twenty five million yen uh, in COVID money on a giant non binary squid. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a squid. A squid. Do they have a sex? Or I don't. Not? I, don't, I know. don't know. Maybe. Well, let's just say it's non binary. <laughs> okay. Uh, and they they can change color as well, so it's it's ticking all the boxes. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's everything we needed. <laughs> um, so it's in Noto uh, Ishikawa Prefecture. Oh, I've been there. I didn't see this though. <laughs> what, what is this? Looks like I'm messed up. I should have been there. You know. <laughs> so they spent 25 million yen, which is, which is 241,500 US dollars okay. at the time. Yeah. So now more um, to build the Ika King, which means a squid king. <laughs> Uh, and that wasn't even enough money to finish it. They had to come up with another 2 million yen to complete the 10 tentacle art oh. illust- 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 installation. So Noto is famous for squid, uh, basically. Uh, and they've got a squid station mall. Um, and Ika King is located straight outside that. And they hope that people would come and spend a shit ton of money there um, because of this giant statue thing. Copying the American model. Uh, okay, so I was just going to say that. They've basically learned what a tourist trap is yeah and they're trying to make tourist traps so i mean it's a big investment but not us saying it's worth it now because they think that uh visitors <laughs> have pumped 600 million yen into ishikawa's economy which is 22 times the cost of the statue however um i think <laughs> their, their their math is a little bit magical their data collection is a little <laughs> bit wrong because they also claim that it only increased the patronage by like 500 people over the survey time. I don't think that 500 people would spend that much money. But they're talking about economic benefit for the whole prefecture. I mean, does that include the money that they spent on the squid? I know, yeah. <laughs> to the locals to make the fucking squid. So, I mean, this just shows you that um, how you uh, take data is very, very important, right? If you want to, Japan, if you want to learn how to make uh, a tourist area that people will tweet about and 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 bring it people to your to your local area research meow wolf 
They, they uh, currently have a huge artistic installation in Las Vegas, including Omega Mart, which is a supermarket real life LARPing quest thing. You watch videos on this later, uh, Alex. Okay. You, your your brain will just melt. You book. Like, what the fuck? I want to do this stoned. It's <laughs> like no. So, anyways, do it like that, guys, and you will you will get international travelers to come to visit your place. And then you can also charge them. This is the other thing you always talk about. Why don't Japanese uh, tourist spots charge real money? I don't know. I mean, it's it's very complicated. Like you go to a shrine, they're like two hundred yen, please. I'm like, this is like a yeah. You know, it's like what. Like if yeah. this is America, this would be like forty dollars. I mean, they're not monetized properly now. That's true. Um, How much does the squid cost? Is it free? The squid is probably free <laughs> to go up to and look at and touch. And Given we, I do come from Vegas, and I, it's next to Bakersfield or Barstow, they have like the world's giant largest thermometer. Mm, useful. That's all. That's all it is. Is a giant thermometer that tells you the weather. Is it accurate? Yeah, it's digital. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I should probably go and visit there. I think I just got made fun of by a Brit. Yeah, I, I, it happens regularly. Just... I I I swore to never go back to Vegas. I'm done with that fucking place. But if you want to go, I'll make the exception. I think to we go should together. go and make a video about it, and then we should go to England and find Staple Town, which is probably where you're from. I've no idea where the hell it is. <laughs> it's probably some shitty fucking backwater village. You know, we, I used to stay. My last name is Stapleton, and I there used to be a, an airport in America called Stapleton, and then they closed the bitch because really? they're like, "Fuck you." Stapleton, Bristol. Wow. Bristol's a nice place. Wow. Bristol's Look how cute right. my town is. I should go there and meet all Your of my... Your town. Oh, so I was watching this documentary on, on Netflix. Can you please Google this, the name of this? I think it's called The Father or something like that. And it's basically like this. Uh, sorry, guys. Trigger warning. I'm going to talk about abuse here. You've so already talked about like non-binary, you know. I didn't but, say uh, non-binary. <laughs> the Father. That's it, I think. There you go. Oh, no, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. <laughs> Netflix. Okay, so I'm going to say some trigger words here about like abuse, sexual and sexual in nature. So just be aware. So it was uh, this Netflix show. It's not that. It's this Netflix uh, documentary uh, that won a Sundance Award or something like that. And it's basically like this infertility clinic doctor mm -hmm. was telling moms that he was getting randomized uh, sperm from a sperm bank and giving and inseminating them for, you know, when their husbands were infertile. Right. But what he was really doing was just using his own sperm. Right. And so he's got something like our father. That's what it is. Our right. father. And so, and so like th this population, this very small area, I think it's in Indiana or something like that. They start like all these similarly aged adults are getting like the 23 and me DNA test done. Right. And it tells you if you have siblings right. that have taken the test. Sure. And all of a sudden, these people, like, you know, they get their results and they're like, you have 55 siblings. And they're like, what? Right, right. And this whole scandal just like unravels around this one man. And after that happened, I was thinking to myself, I was like, I don't look anything like my brothers. Right. I am taller. I am definitely smarter. And I don't look anything like my father. And I was absolutely blonde when I was first born. Right. And no one else in my family is blonde. Sure. So I'm thinking. Are you an experiment? <laughs> That I'm, the U.S. government worked on for years. I'm thinking I should get a 23 in me and see where my siblings yeah, are. Someone's going to phone you one day with like a code word and activate you. And, uh, you know, Japan's, you know, I don't know what, what, what the purpose what, is. What would I be capable of doing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to our last two fun stories. One's going to be, uh, we're going to we're gonna end on the, on the, which one should we do? We'll do? Let's do McDonald's. This one's really easy. So McDonald's has, so I didn't know this was a thing until we started talking. I was on the radio the other day like the 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 our our co-host i'm gonna show on her because she's not seen any of these shows she's like a temporary co-host and she's like she's like so did you know that schemey is coming and i was like what's schemey which is just moon and then watch or look schemey yeah she's like schemey is coming and i was like well what's that and she's like this is on while we're recording the okay. radio show and she's like let me google it and she's like googling it i'm like she's, you brought it up oh you don't know what it is and i was like Ugh. it's the moon watching event have you ever first of all i've never even heard of this because i don't i don't have a japanese family so sometimes i miss out on these things okay a yes i have heard of it um b mm, i've done it once or twice at terukuni jinja that would be cool yeah like going to a place and doing it yeah 
But like she was talking about how like people just do it from their house and like is that your episode, Josh? Yeah, that was my episode. And then she was saying like, yeah, that's uh, and we say that the uh, the moon looks like a rabbit. And I said, oh yeah, it's because they say that there's a rabbit on the moon making mochi. mochi right? And, and she was like, really? And she's like, googling she says, it. Googly. I'm like. I'm just a random guy. Yeah, we're like foreigners and like, what's going on? Anyway. So this is a media person. Well, she's temporary. Uh, so let's scroll up a little bit. And there's uh, there's these different burgers that I think they're like, okay, so there's, let's see, the Schemey Burger. Like if you scroll down, sorry, scroll down. I think there's like a, a list of them, like yeah. with photos. It's just everything with a fucking egg. No, it says like Schemey Burger, 360 yen. Yeah, they've all got it's, eggs on them. like look. somewhere in there. Yeah, until like the egg looks like, if you the, just, it looks like the moon. Scroll down, scroll. There it is. Skimmy Burger, 360 yen. So I guess the egg looks like the moon. Yeah. Is that what it is? It is yeah. Not when it's in the patty or on the patty in the bread cake. Have, do you participate in McDonald's like one-off cheeseburger stuff that they do all the time? Look, mate, I, I, I'm the kind of person who goes to a restaurant and just orders one fucking thing. And I've got a dish at each restaurant that I go for. I do the same thing. So I've got like a decided thing. So I never get any of the special menus and all that kind of shit. I walk into my izakayas and they're like, Mitch, you want this stuff, right? I'm like, yes, please. Yeah. Like, they already know. So I, every, I go to a lot of different places, but I have one thing. No. Because I like, you know, not being disappointed. <laughs> or being surprised. <laughs> or being surprised too much. But sometimes when I go to a restaurant, and I do this a lot, especially when I'm with Japanese people, we'll go to a restaurant and I'll just say, pick something for me. Because if not, oh, yeah. I will order the same fucking thing every That's time. That's true. Yeah, I do that as well. Or I'll ask the waitress or waiters, like, what do people like here? But I mean, when I'm in Tokyo or wherever, traveling somewhere, I always go to really local, you know, off the beaten track type places and order kind of randomly and stuff like that. But when I'm in my own home, I just can't be bothered. I yeah. just think like, you know. Yeah, I think I do get more adventurous when I go abroad. When I was in Tokyo, I was with my ex. My ex is half Chinese. Mm. We went to this restaurant. It was like four Chinese people. And like, because it's like the customers are all Chinese. Everybody's speaking Chinese. Everything's in Chinese. And half the restaurant is just a bunch of ducks being dried. Like right. where there should be seats. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I was just like, this place is going to be fucking delicious. Right. That's right, right. real Chinese food, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, let's go to our last story today. It's from, ja it's called Japanese High School's Chime Rings in the Middle of the Night Freaks Out Countryside Town. <laughs> so you got to play this. You got to, we got to hear it. It's a Twitter link uh, in the article. Is it the normal chime? It's the normal chime, but for whatever reason, according to this article, let's play it real quick. So two things about this. One, it kept playing in the middle of the night from 10 o'clock to, to midnight. <laughs> I was kind of freaking out. So that's what it, play it kept playing. And then... Is it a full mitt? Oh no, it's a light. And then the second thing is, for whatever reason, whatever made this thing malfunction, it also turned up the volume right. on the chime so you could hear it from miles away. Right, right, right. And then, so eventually, like, the school, the guy who's, like, attending the school, an on-duty school employee managed to shut down the power to the chime's broadcasting equipment, only for it to start ringing on its own once again. Oh my god. And then eventually, they, they like, they turned off the breaker or something and got it to stop. But that's fucking... Imagine Japanese countryside is scary. Yeah, well, it's dark, isn't it? And it's dark and noisy. Yeah, there's a lot of insects. What about the... the If you go out the woods in like England, for example, is it relatively quiet? It's pretty quiet, I think, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not the kind of person who really hangs around in the woods at night. I mean... But if you go you camping, know, for example... I mean, look at me, for fuck's sakes. It's oh not like... God. Oh, my God, this princess. Don't really do camping. But when I would... Like, if I went camping, for example, in, like, you know, California or something like that, at night, you, you, you everybody be... You're quiet. The only thing you can hear is, like, the snapping of the campfire. Right. But, like, in Japanese wilderness at night, it's fucking loud as hell. Yeah, there's a lot of insects around. Insects right? and animals. Yeah. And it's just like, you're like, okay, what is that noise associated with? So I was staying in this like really nice Japanese kominka, like an old house in a, a, a region of Japan in the countryside, basically. Yeah. And like, it was very nice and, you know, relaxing and all that stuff. And I turned the light on in the night to go to the toilet and all I it was like banging on the glass. All the bugs? Yeah, all the bugs just come in all at once, just continuously. Like somebody throwing rice at the window or something like oh, that. Oh, God. It was horrible. Did you, did you, uh, you see those, like when they do night construction, they got those orbs. Yeah, 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 those, yeah. Those white orbs. They got these white orbs that like illuminate the entire region around them. And then if you get close to them, they're just like tons of insects trying to get to yeah. the light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just, they have so many things that live in their form. So anyway, so when you see anime and they have like the cicadas in the background, mm -hmm. that's fucking real guys. Yeah. That's loud as hell. And it is it is charming in the daytime, but when you get to the nighttime, you're like, please be quiet. No, but a little bit, you're like, oh, that's nice. 
Uh, it's the Japanese countryside. And yeah. then, you know, an hour later, you're like, come on now. <laughs> enough of that. <laughs> That's enough of that. Cut that out. Turn that off. Yeah. But it, it, especially when you... Here's one thing for people who are looking forward to coming to Japan. Summertime, to t- the st- smell of tatami, mm-hmm. a nice cold tea, yep. and the sound of cicadas is a fucking dream. It is really nice. That is amazing. And if you're like the people that like sweets, like a matcha ice cream or something. Which, Sorry, I'm texting. You're like, he's, he's like, I'm not paying attention to my own show. But yeah, that, that would be that would be something to look forward to. Anyway, sorry that we lied last show about everything being totally open. It's totally almost open for yes, the most part. Soon. It'll be open soon. So I think that's why we, we gave him the, uh, the advice to, to book your shit in uh, the spring of next year. Yeah. For Hanami. Like that's mm-hmm. really come from that era is, is probably going to be best. Yeah. Spring next year. Yeah. Bit further forward autumn. Yeah. Or I mean, summer is fun too. I mean, if you if you can do heat, summer is fine. Summer, yeah, and it depends because it's less travelers, obviously, from different countries yeah. as well. So, and so know. I mean, it's there's they always say this. I hate this this arrogance. They're like Japan has four seasons. Like every place has four seasons. But anyway, they have very very distinct four seasons. And you know, depending on what you're into, there's there's something for everybody at any season. Especially if you're into skiing, you can come here and ski in the winter. Yeah, which skiing's uh, good. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm not so much into skiing, but it's really apparently good. And then they also have like the onsen villages where you can like, you know, go in the hot tubs outside in the snow. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. So there's no, stuff. the powder's great. Yeah, so yeah, definitely. All right, that's been our show today, guys. Thank you for watching. Please subscribe if you haven't, or listening if you're listening to us on uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. Make sure that you subscribe and hit the bell icon. Otherwise, you won't get notifications when we upload new episodes. And uh, we hope to see you come and visit us in Japan. Yes. Hit us up. Also, we have a link to our Patreon uh, page in the video description. Check it out if you care to support us. Thank you, everybody. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. And a special thank you to our supporters on Patreon. Jan Myler, Jen, Justin Perkins, Ellen, Dennis P., and Ellen Mary. You guys rock.